You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about the fact that you don't talk to your staff enough. And before we get into the episode, this is going to be a really good one, especially if you've had ongoing issues with your staff. But before we get into the episode, I want you to make sure that you head over to All-Star Cheer and Gymnastics Owners uh, and you get into that Facebook group if you're a gym owner. If you are not a gym owner, make sure you head over to All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners um, where you can join that group. Make sure you answer the membership questions. Make sure you've gone over to nextgenowners.com and you've subscribed to our blog. You've registered for conference, which is a third sold out right now at the time of recording. And you make sure that you share this podcast with someone else who would get something out of it, someone who owns a business, someone who has staff, and someone who is trying to get better at their relationships with their staff. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the fact that you don't talk to your staff enough, or you likely don't talk to your staff enough. Now, I was... Uh, listening to a book about feedback uh, or a, a book in general about um, being a great business owner. It's a book called, by Dan Martell called Buy Back Your Time. I really enjoy this book. I've read the hardcover and I've listened to it now. Um, and I was listening to his episode as I was traveling, not episode, I was listening to his chapter on feedback. And I was listening to it and I'd read it before, but it hadn't really sunk in quite the same way as it did when I was listening. And I found myself having this moment where I've presented on leadership in a number of different ways. Um, I presented on it in conferences. I have a lot of experience in leadership. I have been in leadership roles in my life, whether it be as a team member, whether it be uh, in the military, whether it be in law enforcement, whether it be a business owner. I have been in leadership positions my entire life. It's basically what I know. And I went to college and in ROTC, you learn how to be a leader in the military. And there's a lot of people out there, a really amazing people who will talk to you about principles of leadership from a military perspective and just generally how to be a great leader. And I've had great leaders and I've had horrible leaders. And I don't think I meet any of those horrible leader categories, or I really try not to, but I have had challenges with staff over the years. And I have always kind of struggled with this, how to be great leaders in the environment that cheerleading and gymnastics gyms presents. And what is different about that than the environment that I work in when I was working in a police department or when I was working in the army or at when I've been on teams or even concurrently when I run dream camps, I am the leader. I'm running camp and I have my staff there and I don't have the problems with my camp staff that I oftentimes have with my gym staff. And I think there's two reasons. One is we're together for a short period of time. So it's a little bit different to be, it's a little bit easier to have a great relationship for a couple weeks than it is to maintain a relationship over years on years on years. But 
there is one common denominator that I had never really put two and two together on. And that is that in law enforcement, in the army, in my dream camps environment where we're living together, we're together all the time, is that we're together all the time and we see each other every single day. We have meetings every single day or in in the police realm. Uh, when I was working at the police department in my division and training, I was working right next to my supervisor. And so we were talking on a regular basis. Um, same thing with the military. You know, we, we lived together. We worked together all the time. And so we were constantly talking and communicating. And I realized that this is a major problem in the cheer and gymnastics world where I have staff members that if I don't go to the gym on a night that I'm not scheduled to go, I won't see them. Or when I do see them, it is simply in passing as they're leaving and I'm arriving. And so I'm not engaging with those staff on a regular basis. And it doesn't always have to be you, but this is where I think the biggest issue is, is that you're not talking to your staff enough, meaning you're not giving them feedback on a regular basis, like weekly, bi-weekly, consistent feedback on things that are going well, things that you need to be adjusted, and all of those other issues. So we are going to be talking about the three reasons why I think feedback is so important and it will help you within your gym and your life as a gym owner. So number one is it's going to help you avoid bottled up issues. Number two is your company is going to start to move faster. And number three, it's going to increase the feeling of being valued for your employees and also for you. So talking about avoiding bottled up issues, uh, this is one of the biggest reasons to have ongoing regular conversations. And unfortunately, we as business owners oftentimes treat our relationship with our employees like a marriage where we start out really, really great and everything's amazing. And then over time, we get comfortable not communicating certain things or just ignoring certain things because we want to avoid the fight or avoid the argument. And we end up bottling things up and building animosity. And it works on both ends. Employees do the same thing where they're frustrated with something and they don't want to come to you on it or they don't want to come at you or they know you're really busy or they come up with a, any one of a million different excuses to not talk to you about this issue or this problem or this concern. And you do the same thing as a business owner. You don't take the time to have conversations with people on a regular basis. And so one, they're not hearing the things that they're doing well. And two, they're not do hearing the things that they need to be improving upon. And what this does is it makes us bottle things up and we start creating this list. And if you're a business owner listening to this and you're one of those owners who has the list of things that an employee has done wrong in your head, but you haven't communicated those things to your employee, then I'm talking directly to you. Right. If you're maintaining that running log of all the things that they've been doing that annoy you and or the things that have frustrated you and one of these days you're going to snap and come unglued and you're going to lay it all on them, you're setting yourself up for failure and concurrently so are your employees. Now, I especially relate to this on two ends. Now, I was growing up, this was one of my biggest pet peeves with my dad. I love my dad. Amazing guy we didn't have the best relationship when I was a teenager. Shocker, I know teenagers don't have the best relationship with their parents sometimes. We didn't have the best relationship. And one of the things that used to drive me nuts about him is he would tell me, you know, hey, we need to talk. And then when we would talk, he would 
pull out a piece of paper and he would have a list of all the things I'd done wrong. And it drove me bonkers because I was like, well, if you were mad that I didn't take out the garbage a week ago, I wish you would have told me a week ago so I could have fixed it. And then I later encountered this uh, working in the corporate world right out of college. I had a job for a very short period of time. I wasn't really good at it. I wasn't super focused on it. I was way too cocky and thought I knew too much. But I had a supervisor. I was doing. I was taking calls and assisting salespeople on the phone. So I was sitting in a cubicle, and which is totally not my style. Um, but I'm sitting in a cubicle taking these calls, and I ended up taking like four or five calls throughout the day that I. I guess I had given people bad information on. And my supervisor came to me at the end of the day and she said, hey, I was listening to your calls today and you gave this person, this person, this person, and this person bad information. So what you told them was wrong. I was livid, not only livid because I made a mistake, but livid because she was literally listening to me on the phone, making these mistakes and literally in front of a computer and could have, we were required to be on AOL instant messenger, didn't send me an instant message that said, Hey, pause for a second, put that person on mute and then correct me because I was relatively new. I was still technically a probationary employee and I would have loved for them to fix that problem with me, but they didn't. So if you're doing that within your gym, if you're doing that within your company or your managers are doing this, you're going to create rifts within your gym and you're going to make people get frustrated and you're going to store things up and then you're going to end up spouting off about it to somebody else and then they're going to tell the employee that you were talking smack about them. I mean, there's a million ways that this can go wrong and it all can be solved by just having consistent conversations with your employees, whether it's a manager or you as a staff member and you're having those consistent conversations with your manager. But having ongoing communication on a regular basis is the difference maker and is something we miss in the in the cheer and gymnastics and, and after school industry as a whole because it's come in, teacher classes go. Number two is this is going to help you move faster. If you're talking to your staff regularly, if you're allowing each other to provide continual feedback and creating that feedback loop amongst your, your team where you guys are giving feedback, taking feedback, growing from that feedback, and then providing new feedback, you're going to start to move faster. You're going to start to be able to implement things quicker because you're going to be able to leverage your resources of your employees and your time better because you are communicating articulately to one another of what needs to happen. And if you're not communicating, you're not moving. This is where people have struggled with delegation is they choose the path of abdication versus delegation. And so they say, I need you to do this thing. Let me know when it's done. And that's it. And they don't check on it and they don't have ongoing communication. They don't ask for feedback. They don't make sure that the people understand the instructions. They don't go back and then clarify things or allow them to ask questions, right? It's going to take time to build things. But then as that wheel starts spinning, it's going to gain momentum. And the next thing you know, things that took you two or three weeks to implement are now taking you days because you are communicating regularly. You've created that environment where people feel free to provide good and bad feedback to one another and then make adjustments and continue to grow and progress the company. So it really makes a huge difference in your company moving faster.
The last thing that this is going to do is also increase the feeling of being valued. One of the things that people are looking for in their job now is, yes, money, but even more so than money, most employees report that they want to feel important. They want to feel valued by the company. And as a small company, you really hold the keys to that. You and your managers ensure that your employees feel valued. And the fastest way to make them feel not valued is to make it seem like their opinions are not worth listening to. And that comes from allowing them to give you feedback. It also is going to happen when you're not routinely giving them feedback on what they're doing, good or bad. Employees want to know when they're not doing a good job and they want to be praised when they are doing a good job so they can make adjustments. I've talked about this in other episodes, but most employees don't start a job with the intent of sucking at it. They want to do a good job. So something goes wrong along the way that leads them down the path of not delivering what they initially came into the job wanting to do. Now, sometimes those things are the employee's fault. They are the person going who is the employee choosing not to do things correctly. But then other times it is the owner's and the manager's fault. In fact, more often than not, it is the owner's and the manager's fault for allowing things to get to where they did resulting in failure. Not every time, but many times it is. And it is because we're not giving feedback and we're not talking to our staff regularly. And then they start to feel not valued and they stop delivering as consistently and it just spirals on itself. So just as I mentioned, you can build momentum on that wheel by having consistent feedback. You can also build negative momentum where people are going to start to spiral And then the next thing you know, they're becoming that cancer in your program. And if you've been in business for a while and you've made some of these mistakes, you've probably experienced that. I have. I myself have experienced staff members. This was many, many years ago, like seven years ago that I really experienced this, but I had a a group of staff that became cancerous and they are all gone now and I don't miss them. But some of the things that went wrong, in fact, a number of them went wrong because of me and Tori and where we weren't giving them regular feedback and where we weren't creating that uh, clear and consistent flow of information so we could be moving together in the same direction. So you need to be developing a plan for touch points with your staff. We're moving to a model in our gym where the manager and or direct supervisor has a touch point with their subordinates at a minimum once per week. And it's going to be like a quick 10-minute sync meeting that should be in person. And they're going to have a script. And it's going to be a check-in on, hey, what's going well? These are some things that I've noticed that you're doing a great job at. These are some things where we could use improvement. What can I do to help you be better at your job? And you're creating that opportunity for feedback. And this is going to address issues more consistently in the moment. And it's not so much in the moment that you're pulling a staff member away from their class to talk to them about not wearing their shirt or the fact that they were two minutes late. You're talking to those things at least weekly. And so we're going to move to that model. We've done staff meetings for a while, but we haven't done those one-on-ones. And one-on-ones are so much better than a staff meeting because you don't want to call a staff member out during a staff meeting and vice versa. You don't want to feel like they're calling you out in front of your entire staff. So having those one-on-one discussions is going to empower your staff to give real honest feedback. And it's also going to empower you to give them real and honest feedback. 
Now, this doesn't just apply to owners. It applies to managers. It applies to your relationship with your co-owners. If you have other owners in your business, talking consistently and having consistent conversations is so, so, so important. I highly, highly recommend that you start doing this in person on a regular basis. Zoom is great. But I personally just believe that the collaboration and the ideas and those kind of things are better in an in-person environment. And it may be that you have to go somewhere. Maybe you go on a manager's retreat and you go away for a day or you go to a luncheon where you have catered lunch and you do some brainstorming. And the great thing about these things is those are all tax deductible. They're write-offs. So if you're looking to travel to Hawaii and you want to do that and you want to take you can take a manager with you or a couple managers or a couple staff members, and you're going to dedicate at least four of the eight hours of a working day each day to working, then you can actually write that off as a, as a business trip. Now it obviously has to pertain to what you're doing, but absolutely going and making it pertain to your business of like, Hey, once a year we go on an annual planning retreat and we go these other places, you can articulate that all day long. So utilize these things, have these conversations. They not only are going to benefit your business from a momentum and a communication perspective, but you can use these things from a tax perspective too. So make sure that you're taking full advantage and leveraging all of the assets in your business and all of the things you need to do within your business to make it run more efficiently. So the biggest thing is talk to your staff, talk to your managers, talk to your partners, your subordinates, and talk to your partners more frequently. The more frequently you're communicating, the more effective and efficient your communication is going to be. So leaving this episode, I want you to do three things. Number one, I want you to schedule your next month of meetings with your leadership team. Have those scheduled out, have them set ideally on a recurring day. Uh, that happens recurring day, recurring time. That's the most easy to consistently have people be at. Number two, have them, them and you plan out your weekly touch points with your subordinates and then build that into their schedule. So make sure your managers are actually putting this into their schedule. They're looking at the points in time where they can have touch points with their staff. And I'm talking one-on-one touch points, not just staff meetings. So even though you're going to have your next month of meetings with your leadership team, you also need to be scheduling touch points to talk to them one-on-one, even if it's for five to 10 minutes, but it's a focused five and 10 minutes. And then maybe you do your biannual reviews where you sit down and talk to them for 30, 45 minutes. And then lastly, I want you to develop your conversational flow for your meetings, as well as those weekly touch points or sync meetings. You should have a list of questions and a flow of the conversation, and you're going to grow this and you're going to evolve this and it's going to change. But if you don't build a flow, what you will end up doing is you will end up kind of throwing darts at the dartboard of what should we talk about? And it's not going to be consistent. And you want to make sure that you get consistent results from these meetings. So it's so important to have those scripts planned out ahead of time and for your subordinates and for you to follow those scripts. So like in next gen, when we have meetings, we have a template that we go through of, I know, okay, we just talked, um, our CFO just talked about finances. Guess what? The next thing is head coach. So I'm going to be talking about what we're doing as, as a head coach. So you know that that flow is coming and you're then prepared. You're coming to the meeting with feedback and with data and with information and you're ready to go. It's going to make meetings go faster and you're going to get more information in a more timely manner. 
All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you share it. Make sure you get registered for conference. We generally, if you're listening to this, doesn't matter when you're listening to it. We're probably getting ready for a conference. We do one in January and one in the summertime. Uh, this one, if you're listening to it t- in a timely manner, we've got a summer conference coming up June 23rd through the 25th in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. If you're looking for another great podcast, check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. His most recent one is about TikTok. I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. I mentioned on my last episode, I'm going to be listening to it. I fly on Wednesday. So when you're listening to this, I'll have already flown and already listened to it. Um, But I can't wait to listen to that episode. I think it's going to be really interesting. I love hate TikTok. I think it's really valuable from a business perspective, but I don't want anything to do with it on my phone because I don't, I just don't like it and I don't want to have my time sucked into that, but I know that's where clients are at. So I've got to have one as well. Can't wait to listen to that episode. And Jason's really good at that stuff. So, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Check out the let's talk cheer podcast. And with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.